Oh, 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 Omicron, you're fucking up the world. Omicron, you silly son of a bitch. They tell me my mask is not the right mask now because Omicron can get through it. They tell me social distancing went from 12 to 6 to 12 feet again. Omicron, you silly bastard. They try to tell me quarantine goes from 10 days to 8 days to 5 days with symptoms and then 10 days and I need a calculator. Omicron, what are you doing? Omi, I'm not mad at you. I'm just curious. What are you? Because we all took our at-home COVID tests and you scared me for those 15 minutes. You're looking for the line, like a pregnancy test. You're looking for the line. And if you see a line, well, you got COVID. You got to quarantine. You got to get a sub again. But I tested negative. My wife tested negative. Kids tested negative. So we're feeling fine, I guess. Is anyone feeling fine right now? Is January just going to be a mess? A mess. My little six-month-old baby. My little baby. Very healthy start to her life. Six months, good health. We drop her off at daycare day one. Hey, she has a fever. Come pick her up. Hey, she has a fever. Come pick her up. So I'm home. She's sleeping. I'm podcasting. Welcome, everybody. Episode 168. Hope you're doing well. All right, where are we? What are we doing? 2022, the year changed. The calendar changed. Resolutions, revelry, festivities, celebrations and now we settle back in to our normal routines and what's normal what the hell is normal i'm gonna find it at some point and i'll tell you they're calling it covid19 a local man tonight says he's gonna discover the new normal plus sports with mark abanez is right around the corner i'll tell you what I'll tell you what, we finally did it. We went up, up, and away, high into the sky in one of these things called airplanes. Am I getting this word right? Aeroplane? Hell of an invention. We just go into this big tube with wings into the air, and with about 100 fellow passengers, we decided, yeah, destination Minnesota. Why not? It's time to visit my wife's family. She bought plane tickets over six months ago. We haven't even traveled during this pandemic. We've been cautious. Our first flight of the whole pandemic. We've been counting it down, treating it like Venice, Italy, treating it like Vegas, treating it like Paris. We're going to Minnesota, tropical Minneapolis in the winter. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be wonderful. It's a land without degrees. It's zero degrees. They don't even have degrees there cold no no it's beyond that there are no degrees the type of weather where you just walk out of the airport and your eyeballs freeze and your real balls freeze and your gumballs freeze and you say i'm fine i'm breathing heavy but i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine you remind everyone you're fine you're not fine how did we get there oh it's a miracle the morning of the flight the morning of the flight bags are packed snacks are packed Boarding passes printed. We're ready to go. The morning of the flight, my wife wakes me up crying. Hey, honey, how are you? Not good, folks. She's crying. Sun Country canceled the flight. First of all, Sun Country is an airline. Okay? When you think of airlines, you probably think of United or Delta or Southwest. Maybe JetBlue. Maybe American Airlines. Maybe TWA. You remember them? 
but Sun Country exists and they're here to fuck with us. I'm fully convinced Sun Country is here to make you think like you're going somewhere. The morning of the flight and you're wondering, well, is it for COVID reasons? No, it's not even for COVID reasons. On December 27th, Sun Country canceled all flights because of, quote, third party system outage. I don't know what those four words mean. I googled it. Sun Country cancels all flights. The one flight we had scheduled in a couple of years. And the reason third party system outage. What the fuck does that mean? If you told me COVID outbreak, I fully understand. Okay, that's a shame. But third party outage? What? What does that mean? Someone turned off the switch? And immediately we just throw all the credit cards into the internet. You just throw all of your credit cards into the internet and you say, we're still going on a flight. Just won't be sun country. Sun country. What's the business model for sun country? We're trying to figure out a path with extra turbulence, terrible flight attendants, the worst food and drink selection you've ever seen, and seats that'll make your ass hurt for at least three to four hours. Sun country. The slogan is, we'll turn you into a road trip and family in no time. That's really what I felt. Let's just take road trips. Let's not do this, sun country. You asshole. Are you listening right now? I think one of the listeners is probably sun country. Hey, pal. Never again. But we got on a flight. We got on a Delta flight. And we made it. And it was fun. And we had a vacation. And then I realized, wait, I'm not supposed to fly. I have a rare disorder called MDDS. Disembarkment syndrome. It's French, but I have it in America. It's called mal de disembarkment syndrome. It makes him feel like it is, uh, how do you say, swaying and bobbing. And he's dizzy. And he's spinning. And he should not be on flight. Oh, great. Is everything a joke, bro? Is everything a joke to you? Everybody Google it. I know I've talked about it, but MDDS, it's kind of scary. It really is a rare neurological disorder where something about your vestibular system and your ocular system don't recalibrate. I'm not Googling this. I'm just going to tell you how I feel. After a flight, it feels like you're swaying and swaying and swaying. And if you lean... It's a false sense of motion that makes you feel like you're leaning further and further and further. Like, you know how when you lean to the sink to brush your teeth, you lean back and you're fine? Well, I'm not fine. You know how you lean to your plate to take a bite at dinner and then you lean back and you sit upright and you're fine? Well, I'm not fine. I'm not fine. I got that MDDS. We need a celebrity with MDDS. We do have MDDS Awareness Month, which I did Google, and that's June. Okay, so I will be on a float. It'll be a great parade. Actually, we shouldn't be on floats. We shouldn't be in motion. We should just have a Zoom parade, whatever that means. Mild disembarkment syndrome. Hey, brother, you're doing great. No, no, it actually impairs my cognitive abilities too. So my students are probably hearing a little too much mumbo jumbo from the teacher lately. But hey, it's a rare disease and I'm going to battle through it because no one really cares. You can tell someone you have a real disease and they care. But when you say, hey, Google MDDS, they go, uh, no, uh, no, thanks. And it'll go away and there will be a cure one day and we will have a celebrity who raises awareness. We will. And hopefully that celebrity is not somebody that has been canceled or will be canceled. And speaking of cancellations, Louis C.K., he was canceled, right? And then he put out two really good specials just on his own website. 
So he navigated through all of the HBO, Hulu, Netflix avenues, and he said, no thanks, I'm just going to do it myself. And he's doing great. He sells out shows on the road. Nobody seems to care anymore. Or the people that seem to care have kind of died out or quieted a little bit. And I watched the most recent special, and it was so fun. I don't think I've laughed that hard at a special in a long time. And it's not guilty laughing anymore. It's just, this guy's funny. He's a good stand-up. And it's further proof that canceling is a myth. People cancel you on social media, and people get upset. And I know it could probably hurt future employment. could be a stain on your Wikipedia page. But when you're really good at something, your fans remain. You see it in sports all the time. For many, many decades, sports prove that canceling doesn't exist. Just doesn't exist. Oh, your favorite athlete had a DUI? Guess what? You still want him in the end zone, don't you? You still want him to average a double-double. Don't you? You'll cheer for him, right? You'll wear his jersey? Yeah. I mean, it could be an ugly, heinous crime. Shows up on game day, drops 35 points. 40,000 people are going to be cheering. Louis C.K., I understand what he did. You understand what he did. We all talked about it. But he grabs the microphone, and then he produces a visceral response from me where my endorphins are released in wild bouts of laugh attack, tears, a reaction of straight glee. After the special, my wife's like, I haven't seen you laugh that hard in a while. It started off kind of slow, cringeworthy first 20 minutes, and I'm like, oh no, Louie. Then he hit 20 minutes in this most recent special where I was just like, oh, he's like the best, maybe the best ever? He's a modern-day philosopher, a Socrates? Who is this guy, Mark Twain? Who are you, Louie? I think humans are quick to bear you and quick to forgive you. I think that's how we're wired. We react quickly. You're done. You'll never work in this town. What's that? You're sorry? Okay, okay. Uh, I'm over it. Yeah. All right. No grudge. Let's hug it out. Let's cancel me on this podcast. What could I say right now? Isn't that sad that I could cancel myself right now? Actually, what the hell am I talking about? I'm not famous. You have to be famous to get canceled. If you do something cancel worthy and you're not famous, you're just a piece of shit. I think that's it. You're just, oh, you're a piece of shit. You think you canceled yourself? Nope, not really. You're just lonely and needed some attention, pal. Okay, moving on. I'm tapping lately, folks. I'm tapping lately. I'm looking at every single way to improve mental health, to battle anxiety, to battle misery, Because that's life, highs and lows, and I always battle the lows. The highs, I'm not chasing them as much. I just think they'll naturally come. The highs exist. They're here. They're obvious. They're tangible. They're within my grasp. But the lows, we all fear the lows. We all go, no, 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 not a bad day. Oh, shit, it's a bad day. No, 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 no. Want to get sick? I'm sick. I'm sick. Fuck, I'm sick. Is it Omicron? Omi, get your ass out of here. I'm being bothered by bad thoughts. I'm being bothered by bad thoughts. So there's so many things, right? Go work out, go journal, go meditate. But tapping? Tapping? What are you talking about, tapping? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. It's called emotional freedom technique, EFT, tapping. Tap, tap. You tap. You actually tap your head and you tap your face and you tap your chin and you tap your collarbone. And as you're tapping, you bring up the issue that's plaguing you. You identify the issue and you say it out loud. You acknowledge it and you just say it out loud. And then 
at the end, you say, yet I accept myself and I love myself. And if this sounds ridiculous, if this sounds like clown shit, try it. What's plaguing you right now? Oh, what oh, got into my throat right there? What's plaguing you right now? God, I need water and there's no water around me and I'm too lazy to get up and get water. So I'm just going to go phlegm mode for the rest of the episode. What if that was how I did the rest of the episode of fighting phlegm? Hey, I'm just fighting phlegm right now. Oh, he's going to battle through and do the rest. I'm phlegm fighting. Don't you hate that when you hear someone has to clear their throat and they don't? They're just like talking clearly. Hey, everybody, it's been a really nice winter, although the rain is coming. Some rain, I believe, is expected next week. And if the rain comes, it's going to be good because we've had a wild fight. And you're like, just clear that shit. Okay, tapping. So you could just do this. It takes one minute each day. And oddly, I'm a proponent. I think it's working. I feel good right now. You do a little karate chop, top of the head, eyebrow, side of the eye, under eye. Chin nose, like I said, under your arm, and you say whatever's plaguing me, you acknowledge it, and then you say, but I fully embrace and love and accept myself. Okay, that's something you could do. You didn't know this is the mental health podcast. And some of the shit you're like, is he kidding? He just taps himself all day? He taps himself? I'll do this publicly. I don't give a shit. My students are seeing the tapping. I just explain, hey, I'm living in the self-help aisle. That's where I live. What aisle do you live in? That question plus weather with Sally Cervantes tonight on KRON in your face and in the streets. Your news station needs a good slogan. Lights, loins, camera, action packed and in your dick. (laughs) Okay, come on, pal. Grow up. Just got a text from my wife about our daughter's fever. So I'm doing fever texting. Fever texting as I record this episode. You still with me? Should I clear my throat? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You know who Viktor Frankl is? Raise your hand. Viktor Frankl, Holocaust survivor, philosopher, author. He was a neurologist, a psychiatrist. Wrote about 40 books. My friend Connor Callahan introduced me to him. Viktor Frankl. Just an amazing human. I plan to read some of his books this year, but as I just peruse the Viktor Frankl aisle, and when I say peruse, I'm not going to misuse the word research. You hear a lot of people saying, I researched this recently. Oh, really? You went to Google and read a Wikipedia? So that's what I did. I perused Viktor Frankl, and he invented something called logotherapy about how to deal with your issues, how to deal with your worries. I act like everybody listening has worries at the surface of their thoughts at all times, and you're looking for answers. Hey, what did Viktor Frankl say? Well, he says dereflection is one method where you just focus away from yourself. You get away from yourself. You get out of your head. The opposite of hyper-reflection. The opposite of rumination. Just methods to watch those thought bubbles rise up. Rise up, rise up, and goodbye, thought bubbles. And then he had one called paradoxical intention. This I like. It's a technique. He was a psychiatrist, so he would have told people, hey, go toward your phobia. Go toward your anxiety. And then make fun of it. Humor. This one I like. This one I really like. When you could laugh at the absurdity of some of your worries, think about your biggest fear, then you just... Go toward it, and you make fun of it, clown it, roast it. He had great quotes about 
humor, the power of humor. I don't just like humor, I rely on it. Humor is medicine, laughter is medicine, and Viktor Frankl knew it. This is a Holocaust survivor who's saying learn to laugh. I'm going to read a quote from old Vic. He said, it is well known that humor, more than anything else in human genetic makeup, can afford an aloofness and an ability to rise above any situation, if only for a few seconds. And sadly, I've known that my whole life. When I say sadly, it's because if I'm in an argument with someone or if I'm in a fight, I just have to diffuse the situation with a quick hitter, quick joke. My wife gets confused. If you are in an argument with a loved one and you hit them with a quick joke, they're not going to laugh, but at least they'll be thrown off for a moment. And then level heads can prevail. Level heads can prevail. A poorly timed joke. It's not always funny, but it just brings that level of absurdity to the moment where you're like, all right, what are we doing? Mad about this? What issue are we mad about that we're not going to be mad about tomorrow or the next day, but just in this moment, a bunch of transference is happening because we're upset about something else and we're bringing it into this current interaction. Isn't that really all we do when we get upset about something? Isn't it a culmination of a bunch of shitty things that created that shitty mood and now you're bringing it to someone on a shitty platter and you have to sift through it? Well, Victor Frankl says, laugh, you assholes. Now, that's not a direct quote because this guy probably wouldn't say it, but it's so damn true. Learn to laugh. What are you scared of? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, you're scared of that? Well, that's ridiculous. Now laugh at yourself. Who bugs you? Oh, that person bugs you? That person bothers you? Think about that person. Picture them. (laughs) Ha! They're insignificant. Shrink them in your mind right now. Shrink them. Okay, now picture them with big, fat Dumbo ears and their pants hiked up to their tits. Yeah. See? Disarm that shit. Diffuse it. Thank you, Viktor Frankl, for guiding us. And thank you, Enya, for making us feel weird. Isn't that what Enya's music is? It's like not bad music. But I don't know anyone that would be like, I love Enya. I just love Enya. You mean you tolerate Enya when you walk into a massage parlor? Is that what I'm going to say? Do people use the word parlor? Doesn't that sound so old school? Going to a tattoo parlor. A massage parlor? But when you walk in to get a massage, something I've done maybe, I don't know, three or four times in my life, they're usually playing Enya, right? Where the receptionist checks you in. Any allergies? Who can say Yeah, it kind of relaxes you and then you get uncomfortable. It makes you feel weird. Last night I looked at my wife and I said, would you have been okay if I demanded our first dance song at our wedding was Say who hey, say who hey, say who hey, ha. You know that one? You know that weird one? And she's like, yeah, I think I would have still gone through with the wedding. She has to answer questions like that every night. You still would have loved me and married me if I had one demand, and that's we dance to sail away. This relationship relies on sail away. What are they saying? There's someone on planet Earth who loves this song. They're like, that's my favorite fucking song. It's my karaoke jam, bro. Yeah, another round of Labats and uh, crank up the Enya. Hey, da, yeah, yeah. 
Part of your body you want the work on? Yeah, my lower back's killing. Sail away, sail away, ha! Sail away, sail away, sail away, yee! Sail away, sail away, sail away, ya puchin at the chish. Alright, I'm Googling the lyrics. I gotta sing the right lyrics. What the fuck are they saying? Well, they sound like this matters. Wait, I gotta find this. Can't find the lyrics. Oh, I found it. Hold on. I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get this. Stay with me, folks. What the fuck? Turn it up, Panjanto? Is this English? Ooh. Turn it up. Turn it up, a Okay. This is nice, actually. This is just going to be the background. I'm going to keep doing the podcast. So Victor Frankel says, humor is the key. And Louis C.K.'s special is still good. And Sun Country is the worst. Sail away, hey. Sail away, sail away, sail away, ah. And Minnesota is the coldest place. How did people settle there? Did they arrive in the summer and got fooled after building all the houses and the towers and the lake houses? How many lakes do you need until you realize you should not live there? There's too many lakes you could fall into the lakes. Carry me to the waves and the lands I've never been. Found it. Sail, we can sail with the Orinoco float. Nope, didn't find it. Okay, hold on. Let's stop that. That's not okay. Uh, should we just stop the whole podcast? Okay. Should I be that guy? Look, if we're not going to behave, should we just stop? Should we just stop? Should I pull the car over? I'll pull the damn car over. I don't care. Was this the best season of Curb Your Enthusiasm of all time? I asked... I asked a question, I expect a reasonable answer. Larry David is what, 72, 73, 74, 75? He is sharp. Holy shit. I'm going to say something right now that's a little controversial. Are you sitting down? Buckle up. Curb your enthusiasm is better than Seinfeld. Yep, Jerry knows it. Kramer knows it, George knows it, Elaine knows it. When Larry David was just one of the names during the credits or he was the voice of Steinbrenner during Seinfeld, we didn't know Larry David. None of us knew Larry David. He was, what, a writer on SNL for a moment? None of us knew Larry David. And then Curb comes along. Curb on HBO. Not sure how many people watched it initially, but it's just always there. It's always allowing people to go, I discovered Curb. And the people that don't like it, they really don't like it. The people that don't like Larry and they don't like Curb, it's not just like they're indifferent. They hate it. They cringe at the social assassin. But this past season, oh my God, it's the funniest shit ever. Get the man an Emmy. How does he do it? How does he write all these storylines? He once told the story after the first few episodes of Seinfeld when they ordered more when NBC was like, yeah, we'll finish off the season. He was crying because he's like, I don't know if I have any more. 
That's how I feel with these podcasts. I'm so Larry David. I'm like, do I have another in me? But guess what, folks? I'm going to grow old on this microphone, okay? We're growing old together. I'm going to try to do a weekly every week for the rest of my life. Even if I'm in Minnesota, freezing my Babylons off. Hey, don't. Cameos by Woody Harrelson, Vince Vaughn, J.B. Smoove is way too good. Susie? Larry, get the fuck out. Susie was amazing this year with her outfits. Who's doing the fashion design for Susie? He roped off his chair in the last episode. I can't handle a season finale because it's not like a normal show where you know it'll be back next August. It's whenever Larry wants to do it. That's how famous he is. He tells HBO, yeah, in a couple years, maybe we'll see. And they go, okay, okay. Is that bad that he's my idol? Growing up, my idol was like, what? Chris Mullen, Michael Jordan. And now, am I just this bitter, old, worn out Jewish fella? who idolizes Larry freaking David. Holy moly. All right, I got to zoom in to a meeting. I have a meeting I have to zoom into. We're not supposed to gather anymore. Omicron is ruining gatherings. No rallies, no assemblies. Okay, no staff meetings. We'll still be in the classroom, but everything else, Zoom. They just said high school sports in this county. No spectators. How sad is that shit? The pandemic becomes sad when you think about kids. And I guess when you think about people dying. But when you think about kids not getting all of these fun things that they're supposed to get in every grade. In every grade, there's just fun things. Book fairs, parades, bounce houses, and Valentine's Day where you drop a card in every... I guess you could still do a bunch of this stuff. All right, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to complain. I'm not. I'm just going to work my way up to a really loving exit. It's going to be a really loving exit. How do I know that? Well, because I got Donna Lewis on my side. You morons. Who's Donna Lewis? Who's Donna Lewis? You know Donna Lewis. Just listen to this. She brings you in. She brings you in. And you go, huh? What are you saying, Donna? Despairing you. Give me that 80s drum kit. Okay. Okay, this fall, I mean winter, this winter, from the people that brought you Delta variants and SARS, it's Omicron, bold, in your face, like you never expected, say hello to a new variant that makes very little sense out of the stillness all right donna's about to get to where you want her to get to here we go always forever Greatest song ever? You decide. Leave a rating on iTunes. I love you. Check out the book, Suddenly Facing Reality. Follow me on Twitter. I won't follow you back because Twitter is the devil's work at jrosenberg957. Episode 168. It's now in the books. I'll talk to you soon. (laughs)